Yes. <laughs> this is good. And this is the Simple Joe Show. Thank you for listening. And uh, you, if you're trying to find me on Instagram, I'm underscore Simple Joe underscore. Uh, and my website is the simple I have blogs written on there. I have, uh, all of my latest episodes on there. And if you are an Android user, um, I'm saying that only because the iTunes podcast app already comes with the phone. So you don't really, I mean, it's kind of brainless to, I don't even think you can delete it, but anyway, uh, for Android it's pocket cast and it's a red it's a, a red app. So that's how you can get that. I have uh, sitting in front of me the very funny, the uh, fantastic, the interesting uh, Jason. As- oh, no, go ahead. Asadivo. As- Oof. No. Man, terrible. that sounded Argentinian yeah. as fuck. <laughs> it usually sounds Italian. Yeah. But it's the gentrified version is Acevedo. Acevedo. Or Vito. Okay. But the, you know, the sexy. Because I'm Colombian, so like the sexy Colombian way is Acevedo. Oh, whoa, damn. All yeah, right. you see? <laughs> yeah, Got a little I, accent. I, I do that all the time, and I I always get wet every time. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> also, your hat says Maiz Rage. Yes. So are you a Latino, too? No. No? No, no this okay. is a Michigan hat. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's off a, to a good start so far, it, by kind, the way. Yeah, kind of, a, <laughs> kind of, well, I guess it's kind of my fault, you know? No, it's, um, I mean, it's fine. I forget what teacher it was, but I, I took a couple classes in, in community college like everyone does sure. uh, and failed most of them. But anyway. Um, but as long as you fail as a community, though, that's all that matters. Right. You know? That's right. what that, you know. Uh, the the person there was, or, or the professor there was trying to say that you shouldn't wear something with writing on it if you're going to talk to someone or if you're going to be on stage. Oh, because yeah. Because the whole time, subliminally, yeah. they're going to try to figure out what, what the word yeah. is. Yeah. I, 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 I do that for sure. Uh, except for for tonight, I'm going to be at 313 uh, Comedy at uh, Detroit Shipping Company. I'm aware. And uh, I'm totally wearing one of my favorite shirts that I've ever <clears throat> bought while on the road uh, in one of my favorite cities to perform in, in Portland. Oh, really? And there is this amazing chicken, like rotisserie-style, South American-style chicken uh, it's a, it's a food truck. It's called Chicken and Guns. Yeah, and oh man, their chimichurri is amazing. Yeah, and just everything about that food truck is amazing. Shout out to Chicken and Guns. I proudly wear their shirt mm-hmm. at least once everywhere I perform. Wow, I just look because it's it look it's supposed to look like a Guns and it's underneath this, but it's okay. it looks like a Guns and Roses mm-hmm. shirt. Like that um, appetite for destruction or whatever. Oh right, okay, yeah. But this is like appetite for, for chicken. Oh wow, no shit, huh? That's Ch- pretty sweet. Chicken and guns. Yeah, yeah. Appetite for chicken. Yeah, I've, I've heard so much about Portland and, and the food trucks there, and oh, man. and just yeah. I I don't know so much about the community that I would agree with because they're so left leaning, and right. it's like. I feel like there's so many restrictions when you when you go to that side. And I mean, I didn't, I don't have a problem. Really, with it. and I okay. just yell at white people when I go on stage, yeah. <laughs> and they love it. Yeah. I don't care. Okay, I uh, no, I mean, Portland has been one of the most welcoming cities I've ever been to and performed in, and I still talked. I mean, I I've made a lot of friends, and I've talked. I still talk to a lot of people from Portland, you know, today. Yeah, and they just constantly ask me. On Facebook, Instagram, there's this uh, club uh, where I where I play at in Portland. It's called Harvey's Comedy Club, 
and they the one of the managers just constantly is on my Facebook like on a photo. He's like, "When are you coming back?" Oh, really? <laughs> like, wow. let us know. And I have people who have seen shows there too. They're like, "When are you coming back? When are you coming back?" I'm like, yeah. "God damn, like, yeah. <laughs> shit, this is dope." Like, Calm I, it down. I, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I need to go back, but you know, it's cool. Got you. Got you. So you're like a well traveled comic. Like you've been around i mean i try to be this is my 10th year in comedy wow holy shit <clears throat> yeah but i'm 26 so i started when i was young i yeah. started when i was 16 and sneaking into bars and fucking <laughs> telling jokes and fucking um but no last year i went to 10 states and two countries wow a lot of those were paid for and a lot of those weren't okay but uh but no man yeah i i've uh i've told jokes in five countries total wow and i think at least 15 states Wow, no shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And it's uh it's all about just like I just want to see as much of the country uh-huh. as possible. And uh I love being able to like I'm one, I'm a chameleon. Like my set works in the middle of America just as well as it works on the east and west coasts of America. Okay. And uh and I love I mean I've only been overseas once to Scotland and and Paris. I toured Paris when I was 21. I just turned 21. And uh, I was there for a study abroad program in college uh-huh. and had nothing to do with comedy. It was just a creative writing class that studied like the beat generation writers like uh, Hemingway and Kerouac and all these people who went and lived in Paris for a time. And uh, and then I just I booked a show uh-huh. and then that turned into that turned into six total. And then from there, the people that I did a show with over there were like they're all they were all from here too. They were all from like Minnesota, like expats. Really, Minnesota. Wow, okay. Some people were from. So you New felt York. comfortable. I did. Yeah, and and I I none of my shit was in French. I don't know French at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, a lot of everything was in English, and it was really cool because they're all the cool French people who are like yeah we know a bit to do English and a bit to bit right right and uh, but yeah and then that that led me to Scotland where I got to perform at the uh, the world's largest arts festival the the Edinburgh or the Edinburgh Festival Fringe which is the largest fringe in the world it's the OG basically it was uh, Daniel Sloss there yes <laughs> he, he was, was. <laughs> Trevor Noah was there Michael okay. Che was there. I actually got to see Michael Chad. Met him. That was fun. Okay. He used me as a part of his uh, crowd work little session during a show. He asked me what kind of porn I watch. Yeah. <laughs> and I was with a Tinder date who I still talk to to this day. Wow. No shit. No shit. And uh, if you're wondering out there, everybody, all these listeners, what I look up, it's uh, I like white women, but I also like Latina milfs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Just because, you know, the culture. I'm into the pogs. I like That's that. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah pogs, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, for for those of you who don't know, it's fat ass white women. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought it was pretty ass white girls. Nah, uh, I guess it could be. Yeah, I guess they're pretty too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so, did you watch your pockets when you were in Paris? Because I've heard that that's like the pickpocketing center of the world. Okay, see that's the that's one of the very first things they told us before okay. we even departed Chicago was they were like if somebody asks you for anything, mm-hmm. keep walking. Right. Because they will they, one person will start to talk to you and then someone behind you will like snatch whatever you got of value. Right. Uh the biggest thing too was like stay away from anybody who wants you to sign a petition. And also, there was a lot of people offering rides when we got to the airport. And they're like, don't talk to them. Oh, okay. And uh, But no, I didn't get anything pickpocketed. And also, I think we went at a time where that shit 
wasn't going to fly mm-hmm. because <clears throat> I was there during the uh, the Charlie Hebdo attack, which, if you remember, mm-hmm. was one of the worst terrorist attacks that Paris had ever witnessed. Wow, really? Um, basically, so do you know what the Onion is? Yeah. So their version of the Onion is known as Charlie Hebdo, and they're a full-on satirical uh, political satire news publication. It's 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 highly regarded in in the country of France as one of the biggest and most popular uh, and most purchased uh, publications in throughout the whole country. Really, wow. and uh, the 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 fucking cartoonists they they were known for satirizing and going a little too hard on uh, on on the Prophet Muhammad and. I believe it was ISIS who was just like, nah, we don't, we're not going to let that fly. And then uh, one of the major, uh, or a couple of them, uh, a couple of those cartoonists went ahead and just, you know, made statements like, oh, you know, we're willing to die for our art and, you know, we're never going to stop and whatever. And then lo and behold, after three or four days while we, after three or four days there in Paris, mm-hmm. that terrorist attack happened. They killed a bunch of cartoonists over over you know over freedom of speech. Right. Wow. Over art. Right. I do remember that now. Now, now yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now it's jogging my memory. But you think like uh, like stress was at kind of like all time high, so people were just like, oh my god, they just kind of were loving each other, sort of, and they were just more community. They weren't bro. Like, yeah, yeah. Out yeah. to get you. Type yeah. Thing. Because yeah. we were when we got there, we was bussing and bussing and like fucking. It was lit and having a good time and. Fucking, it's the New York of Europe, and they it was just, you know, city that never sleeps in that bitch. It, it's just really, it's great. It's captivating. And everybody was, like, you know, on their way and doing their shit. But then the day after it happened, it was just quiet. Wow. Quiet. I, I've never experienced anything. I don't think I'm ever going to experience anything like that ever again where it's just a whole city. It didn't shut down. Mm-hmm. It knew it had to keep going, but it was so quiet. Yeah, and it was so it lost it lost its brightness that that like the next day. And what's crazy is the day before that happened was my first show. Wow! So every show after that was after the attack. So it was it was crazy because <clears throat> one of the shows I headlined, and uh, I still have the recording, and I listen to it from time to time. Just just like I couldn't. It was just so surreal mm-hmm. to. To just know that I was there when all that happened. And it's like a 9-11 thing. Yeah, I swear yeah. to God, that's what yeah. we were saying. It was mm-hmm. like theirs. Right. Um, but I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'll never forget that set. I basically just ended it with like a sort of like, hey, we're here for you. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I just basically said something. I said, I said, fuck fear. We're all here. And you hear someone like chuckle in the background like, huh. Nice. Oh wow! <laughs> and then I, I, I just go. I was gonna take my shirt off, but I'm not sure. I was, I was like, I don't think I'm gonna do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Everybody just fucking started laughing, and I just took my shirt off, and I was like, "This is for you." <laughs> wow! <laughs> it was just so random because I was like, I didn't really know how to end it because everybody was just so, yeah, you know. And then, and then Burt Kreischer got a hold of, of your footage that you took off your shirt, and then he decided to do it, so he got the whole idea from you, and thankfully yeah. you did it. No. He, doesn't have, he doesn't have my nipples, though. He doesn't have my nipples. Are you a fan, Bert? I mean, not really. Really? I mean, I, you know. I love it. I can't get, a, I can't get enough. I'm, I'm, friends with, I'm friends with people who are friends with him. Okay. I mean, I don't have any beef. I just, it's not my cup of tea, or I haven't really gotten into it, to be fair. Got you. So I, I, mean, don't, I really don't have an opinion. Yeah. 
I bought his book. I uh, I bought uh, the third season of uh, of Bert the Conqueror and uh, okay, yeah, and so I watched every episode of that. And uh, before that, it was um, Hurt Bert, and I watched all those. It's like sure, just his whole catalog is just awesome. He's just such a fun uh, sort of party guy, you know. And that and that's similar to me. You know, I I, I indulge in, in the drink a lot, so I'm an eater. That's yeah. all I do. Yeah, <laughs> I think if I drank. And I did drugs and I ate. I wouldn't see 30. Yeah. Because I don't know self-control. I don't know portion size. What's yeah, yeah. that? Yeah. I just know that. You know, do you I, know, uh, do you know Stavros? Huckius? St- no. No, you don't? Okay. Because he's, he's a, he's a bigger comic too. And that's what he says. He's like, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he, 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 he's like, yeah, I, I don't really do drugs. He smokes a little weed, sure. but doesn't really drink, <clears throat> but eats a lot. Him and Bobby Kelly, like text him, text yeah. each other back and forth. Like, okay. Here's here's my disgusting shit I ate today. Right, like, <laughs> right. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm happy because I've only eaten one shitty meal while I've been here. Uh-huh. Everything else has just been kale and tears. But yeah. like, I had a I had two Coney dogs. Oh, at at in Detroit, like the original. Or? I don't know. I okay. I it's just, it was just near my Airbnb. It was just a 24 hour diner that had Coney's. Okay. Yeah, but people kept telling me go to Lafayette and yeah. go here, and I was like, bro, I don't. I don't get it. Like, am I going to areas or are there is there a specific chain? That's what I was confused about. Well, the, the, those two, uh, American and Lafayette, are in like the heart of Detroit, and it's uh, it, it's like and they're just two separate restaurants. Yeah, yeah, but they're right next to each other, okay. and everyone always has to argue over whose is better. And, oh, so it's yeah. like what they got in Philly, where it's Pats and Geno's exactly. right across from each other. Yeah, yeah. So it's like okay. a, it's like a city rivalry type thing. Okay. I, I honestly, I, I can't really tell the difference between either of them. Um, but why is Detroit so on top of a dog that's famous, like that was made famous in New York? Because they're fucking weird. Everything in Detroit is fucking weird. Bro, it's just, this is it's what so, I've been saying the yeah. whole time. I've been to Austin and yeah. I've been to Portland, and I think Detroit is the weirdest. Yeah, yeah. And like, it's a, it's such a chill weird. It like bothers me. Mm-hmm. I don't know because I'm high energy and off the walls, and everybody's too fucking chill. Mm-hmm. I feel like people are trying to hide something, and I don't know what it is. Right, right. Yeah. And I'm like, just tell me so that there's this weird like this vibe can just get away, but. I don't know. It's like there's a it's like a game and everybody's in on it except for like me and the friends I brought from Chicago. Right, right. I'm just like what's going on? <laughs> just tell us. So check this out, right? Chicago has deep dish pizza. Yes. And New York has thin crust. Yeah. And that's what they're known for. Sure. Detroit is known for sort of like a middle it's like a it's like in between the two. Is it? Kinda, yeah. Because well, I feel like people are telling me that Detroit style pizza is bullshit. That that does not exist. No, uh, well, unless you okay. I I would strongly disagree sure. because Buddy's has been here since the the fifties, and so is it thick? No, it's right in the middle. Okay. So it's maybe an inch or inch and a half. So you can you can pick it up and eat it, but it's still a big, you know, thick slice. Okay, but it's not like the knife and fork of Deep Chicago. Dish, yeah. yeah, so get, so geographically, it makes sense too. Think about that. So Chicago's thick, and then like on the map, and then Detroit <laughs> is middle. Okay, and then New York all the way at the end is the thin. How weird is that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I had quinoa for breakfast, so you're just making me really hungry. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> this fucking sucks. Got you. Um, I went to Haney's. Haney's. Haney's Diner. Hmm. 
not yeah it's familiar. okay yeah. let's just yeah, add, let's sure. just add yeah. that out <laughs> and just yeah. completely we'll never mention that again <laughs> um <laughs> so you've said that you you you've been a comic for for a decade um and how many podcasts have you done oh man <laughs> i've lost count i've done a couple in la i've done a couple in what was that uh north carolina Memphis, I just, I've lost count because anytime I do a festival or something, there's always people doing podcasts and I just get invited. And But one of my favorites was in L.A. I, I got to do uh, one with Red Band. Oh, yeah. Red, Red Band, Band. Yeah. the guy, uh, the man that I opened for, my boy in Portland, I opened for him. He brought me out to L.A., George Perez. Oh, yeah. George he Perez, had me yeah. on his podcast, George Perez Stories. Okay. Uh, that's like my comedy uncle. So shout out to George. Yeah. That dude really looks out, man. Looks out for his boy. And I really appreciate him. But yeah, I got to be on a fucking, uh, podcast with red band, George Perez, Sam Tripoli. Wow. And Steve ran walked in for a bit and then just walked out. Cause we were on the same show. Okay. But, uh, everybody's so dope. Like in the, on that podcast, it's on YouTube and I never talk about it because like, yeah. I don't know. I'm like, I don't, I'm like the Kanye West of comedy. Like I, I'll flex when I want to, but mm-hmm. I feel like lately I've been like doing yoga and like meditation and I'm like, I just want the best for everyone. Right, 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 right. So I'm just like, my pettiness level has been lowering this year uh-huh. and I don't like it. Like I, I you know, I, I just want to be a little petty, but then I'm like, eh. I just lost my health care, and I don't need to be like right. Like I got off my parents' health care finally. Okay, got you. Yeah, turned twenty six, and yeah. so I'm just like, I just need to chill out. Yeah, yeah, I need yeah. to. Nobody can see my hand movements right now, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm with, I'm one with the world, and just like I'm just, you know, I'm flowing with the waves. Do do visual comedy. That's, yeah. that, that's what the podcast listeners need. They need visual comedy. No. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, they need direction. I'm moving my yeah. hands right now in a wave formation right now, and right. But yeah, I don't know. I've been real chill. Yeah. Even before I got to Detroit, I've been real chill, and I've been very. You know, I'm very. I know I'm a positive person, mm-hmm. but like, I I feel like I can give in to negative energy very easily. So I feel like I'm. I'm like I'm giving away or I'm 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 getting rid of the notion that in order to uplift yourself you have to bring others down. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I see that a lot. Oh yeah, definitely. Right? Definitely. Cuz it's like there is that like hip hop mentality sometimes at least in my circle of like oh I'm going to do better than you. I'm I'll, you know I'm outdo you and all these things. But that's like all in fun. Yeah. But then there's some people who are like, you know, they take that shit seriously and they're like, "Well, oh, better than you." All these things. I'm like, "Bro, I'm not even competing against you though. Mm-hmm. I'm competing against myself." Right. I don't give a goddamn what moves you're making because they don't inform or have anything to do with where I'm going. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't. I don't let other people's moves influence or motivate me at all. That's some high school shit. Like I love my haters. Mm-hmm. Like I love when people yam 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 yam. And it's like, bro, you know what, man? Just be nice. Be kind. Just put your goddamn head down and work. It's hard. It's hard to sustain that though. That is. It's. But a, that's discipline, though. Yeah. That's yeah, self discipline. You need to be able to focus on your work and not about what's going on around you. Mm-hmm. You should still focus on the work but you should also worry about you know you should care about how 
others perceive you when you're in this, you know, fucking wacky workplace. Right. Because you don't want to be someone that no one wants to be around, mm-hmm. you know? You want to... Especially in comedy. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You don't want to just, you know, just be nice. I think I... I like talking to newer comics because they still have that hope. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I'm just like, every time I talk to a new comic, man, like I've had new comics recently, like, for example, like I was just doing this show one time and this one dude came up to me and was like, man, do you know, I've been doing comedy for a year and, you know, I remember you, you talked to me at a mic one time and I just want to let you know I'm still here and like, I appreciate you talking and I'm over here like, man, dude, you know. What does he want out of you? Like, what, no, what, it's, he, it's not what that. I just told him straight up, man. I was like, look, create your own opportunities. Validate yourself. Because I feel like a lot of the reason why people do anything creative is because they want to be validated by others. Mm-hmm. And it's so much easier to validate yourself. Yeah. And, and just accept and accept and understand or at least trust that who you are now mm-hmm. can change five years from now. Right. So be open to growing. I think a lot of people are so comfortable when they when they find when they're like three, four years in and they're like, Well, that's it, I'm done. I, I'm at a place. No, it's never done. Yeah. The process is never done. Right. You should never feel like you're done. Mm-hmm. Even with jokes are never done. You are never done evolving. If you want to be the same comic forever, right. that shit is boring. Like you're talking again to a Kanye West fan. I love evolution. Mm-hmm. I love when you outdo your set. Like you're only as good as your last set. So outdo that last set. Right. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me you're going to do the same thing every time? Mm-hmm. Like you're going to give me the same like conviction. You're going to give me the same energy. You're going to give me the same cadence. You're going to like fucking... Be fucking, yeah, I just hit a fucking table. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. fucking keep it fresh. Keep it fun for yourself. I feel right. like a lot of people get stuck in familiarity and what's comfortable, and they just lose love for this shit mm-hmm. because they forget to treat it. Like, people forget to have fun. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. People forget to have fun. And once it starts feeling like a job, take a break. Yeah. Because this, this should not feel like work. Mm-hmm. This should feel like something... It's, you don't have to do this. You want to do this. It should this. kind of just flow through. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My, my normal thing is, is when I get to a, uh, a bar, usually for, for, a, for an open mic, I'm rarely ever performing at a comedy club, but, um, I usually like to talk to people to try to get like, you know, the, the flow of my words and just to like get it, get right. things going. <laughs> and then it's easier to just transfer that onto the stage. I feel like if you were just to go without saying anything, like you just came from the movies and you hadn't said a word, you went right on the stage. It'd probably be the, a terrible set because you're just, for me at least, because yeah, you're you, not exercising that. Well, you're internalizing shit. You're not, you're not verbalizing it. Expre- expressing. You're not expressing yeah. yourself. So there's, yeah. you have to warm up. Right. You just go up there cold. It's going to be cold. Yeah, exactly. Like you have to have some sort of pre-show ritual or something that gets, you know, listen to some a song that gets you in the mood to yeah. do your thing. I, I mean, listen, I listened to Slayer last time, okay. uh, uh, last Monday and it just got me amped up and I'm like, hell, you know, like rain and blood. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's yeah. do this. And then I got up there and, you know, did my thing. But I do a combination of jazz and Kanye and like just hip hop. 
Okay. I love listening to Charlie Parker, Tiny's Tempo before Charlie uh, Parker, huh? That song Tiny's Tempo before I like before I do a set. Okay. And then Diamonds from Sierra Leone, Kanye West. Okay. Not the not the remix with Jay Z, the bonus track. Got you. And uh some songs that pump I those are some songs that pump me up. Are you a big hip hop fan? I'm guessing. I am. Okay. Yeah, All right, yeah. I like to eat before I go up. A lot of people don't like to eat before they go up. Yeah. Especially if you're doing a longer set, but I still treat it like I'm an athlete. Like, cause I used to play baseball, basketball, football, and soccer when I was a kid. Damn, that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot on your plate. <laughs> yeah, but now I look like I ate a whole little league team. Which right? Yeah, really <laughs> shitty. But like, uh, but no, yeah, I, I don't know. It's I it's that mentality still of like eat before the game. Mm-hmm. So eat before you go up and play. Exactly. So yeah. you got carb load, you know. Yeah, right. You got to get that energy going. Right. Uh, Rogan sometimes talks on his podcast about you shouldn't eat before you get on. He says the exact opposite that you shouldn't right. because your body's trying to digest something and then taking away from what you what you could be thinking. Right. But guess what, Joe? I'm a fucking open micer. I need to fucking eat. Sure. Like I do these open mics right after work. Yeah, we got no time for starving artists. Yeah, we can't fu- we can't do that shit. But also, like, like if you eat good, that's what I'm trying to change too. Is like eating well. Mm-hmm. Like, I need uh, good food and food for thought. Yeah. So I think if I drink a green smoothie before I go up, mm-hmm. I'm good. Yeah. Clean thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. And and what I've recently been doing is no carbs after four. Right. No bread. Nothing. Well, just like I'm never going to do that. Just, I'll, I'll, eat, I'll eat straight up chicken or an avocado or right. just something, you know, hearty. Okay. And I've lost 12 pounds so far. So. Shit. But I've been going to the gym a lot. Like right. last week, I think I ran 15 miles. Oh, Separate like days. In, oh, Separate okay. days. I was yeah, going to yeah. say total, one total. day. Yeah, no. No. Yeah. I don't even drive that much. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I was, yeah, fuck that. I did I mean, uh, like four or five Ks. I went to uh, the gym a week ago and I watched an episode of 24 while I was on a bike. Okay. So that was 55 minutes on a bike. There you go. I didn't feel like jelly. Like, my legs didn't feel like jelly after. I felt strong because I've been, I'm telling you, I'm doing those green smoothies and shit. Right, right. So I'm feeling good. I mean, like I said, I had a power, Italian sausage power quinoa bowl. Wow. Today. That's a a mouthful. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it was good. Yeah. It was good. I was surprised. Um, It says on your Instagram that you are originally from Chicago. I am. Born and raised. And it says you're you you're on radio. Is that it or no? Oh man, that was in college. That okay. was my major. It was uh, radio broadcasting, production, and advertising. Oh okay. Um, yeah. So were you behind? Were you tra- were you learning like all the buttons and like the yep. volume and like the yep how levels? to control the board okay. transitions. You know, I was on air, won an award, whoop, whoop, for, no. <laughs> for, we were one of the first talk shows to win an award in a long time, I guess. We were it was a, a participation award, so I mean, everyone gets it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, uh, it was a political satire talk show and it was, uh, yeah, it was a good time. So you, are you still involved in politics? Like is politics one of your interests or no? It is, but I mean, after 2016, I'm just like, meh. Like, I still remember covering the election, and we thought Jeb Bush was the front runner on the Republican side. And then when we found out he was the first one right. to drop out, we're like, oh, shit. Then the most realistic option from that year, at least for my producer and I, I mean, we had differing views, but we both agreed on Kasich. And then 
just he dropped out and then everything else fucking right so now i'm just like my head hurts yeah <laughs> well it's it's so different now you know everyone's on all the politicians are on twitter and everyone it's, it's so freedom of information and, yeah. and and people go crazy about stuff and you got you got uh cnn every time that they report on trump they always say trump did this right every time right and it's they always try to blow up a story bigger than what it is. Right. This whole coronavirus thing. It's like yeah. You know how it's just mass hysteria cells. Yeah. Mass hysteria, death, and division. And it's like there are so many things that we could be reporting on that people choose not to because those things don't sell. Right. If it bleeds, it leads. And it's like you know, man. At the end of the day, I don't think any goddamn American gave a goddamn shit about the impeachment process or the impeachment hearings. People still care, will always care about the same fucking things in this country. Mm-hmm. Why is healthcare so expensive? Taxes. Why am I working two jobs to barely support my children? Right. You know, the minimum wage is not a living wage. Yeah. You know, I don't know. There's too much. I was considering a congressional run last year. Yeah. To be in the House, but... I realized I don't want to spend years trying to convince a bunch of old white guys that we should have congressional term limits. Mm -hmm. Not, you know, we should get dirty money out of fucking dark money out of politics, but I don't feel like anybody's going to want to hear it. So is that, were you going for that? Is that uh, city? Is that state? Is that? I would, I would have loved to have probably started in my state. Okay. But I mean, even that was like, um, you know, took us like what two years or year and a half to pass a budget mm-hmm. it's the same thing yeah it's just like i mean you know i was inspired by aoc to be honest i don't agree with her on everything aoc uh alex uh, alexandria ocasio cortez oh, okay she's one of the freshman members of congress and uh from the bronx and uh just a lot of these freshman women in congress were really inspiring because a lot of them were just like we had no interest in politics. We were just, they, they were just like, we need to do something. Mm-hmm. And uh, just that was inspiring. And just, you know, realizing that this government is for us. Mm-hmm. They work for us. Right. But that's not how it feels right now. Yeah. The, uh, I, I, a quote came to me that it's Hunter S. Thompson said yeah. <clears throat> that if you want to change something, Change it in your city. Get involved in your city right. politics first. Right. And then move on to the bigger and better things. Everyone wants to go to like... The national level. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Get the experience. Yeah, yeah. And in and, and and those things, you can actually change. Like you can bring things to uh, a city, you know, to, to city hall and, and try to you right. know, you know, get a stop sign somewhere or whatever it is, you know. <laughs> or even if it isn't... Po- like just find a cause that you yourself can help out mm-hmm. like be or be a part of. Like for me... It wasn't much, but I mean, you know, I don't care what side of the political spectrum anybody's on. Mm-hmm. I think. Are you more left leaning, right leaning? I think I'm in the middle you nowadays yeah. where I'm like, I just, I'm for sanity. I don't care what makes more money for which side. Right. I just want it to be equal, not equal, <laughs> because nothing, I feel like nothing is equal, right? Nothing. There's so much inequality. And I guess. I guess what I'm trying to say is is that one of the main things that I focused on in the last two or so years, I bring it up from time to time in my act, is uh, the the kids in cages. Like I said, I don't care what side of the political spectrum anybody's on. 
I don't, I just don't believe that kids should be dying. Yeah. Because they are not receiving the proper medical attention. And what people never want to talk about is those temporary holding cells were built under the Obama administration. But they were meant to be temporary holding cells. Two right. days. Two days maximum. And then they would be reunited with their families or, you know. And then, you know, this current administration just completely abused or are completely abusing, uh-huh. you know, the the what those what those you know, what those temporary holding cells were meant for. And, you know, you got kids dying in there. You got kids walking around as young as two or three in diapers that have been filled for weeks. Lord knows what the fuck uh, those young women have had to go through. Right. I mean, there's, it's just, it's just so sad to think about because I'm an uncle, you know, I have two nephews, three and seven months now. Is that, uh, are you talking like Guantanamo Bay or? No, like, I'm talking the border. It, oh, okay. Got you. Yeah. I'm talking the border, man. So this is happening here? I mean, the U.S. Mexican border. Right. Yeah. Texas. Wow. And it's just like, I just don't get how just this, a lot of this country is always towards, you know, pro-life this and pro-life that. But then when there is life, you don't do anything to take care of it. Right. Or help it out. And it's the same thing in the South where it's like. It's you, just, you're a, st- a statistic. If yeah. you're, if you have people in masses, you're a, sti- a, sti- right. a statistic. Right. It's a, they don't, they don't really care about, uh, they, or they care about the one person. They right. don't care about the, the whole, right. You know, they just want to control you. And, and, and that's, you know, like I said, like I try to do my part, you know, like, um, during Hispanic heritage month, uh, which is what September, October, for a month, I was just any special that I sold in the clubs mm-hmm. or anywhere I went to perform. Uh, half the proceeds would go to Raices, which is the Refugee and Immigrant Education and Legal Service not for profit. And what they do is they're based in Texas, and uh, they help provide uh, free legal representation to the families that have been separated at the border, and they help reunite families on the border. Oh wow! Okay. And I raised three hundred dollars on my own, but I mean, you know. It's just, it's one of those things where it's like, you think about it for too fucking long and you will start to cry. And I've done that. Yeah. It's Be- like, it's like those, those infomercials about the, the dogs. Well, see, that's what pisses me off is that people care more about dogs in cages than they do about kids. That's true. Like people yeah. prefer their chickens cage free and not kids. Yeah. I and never I even talk, thought about that. I talk about yeah, that shit weird. all the time. Yeah. I'm like, let's put white people in cages and call it an escape room. Maybe that would bring awareness yeah, exactly. to what's going on on the border. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, man, you know, and that's just one thing that upsets me. You know, there's people out here in the States who can't afford health care. They have to make decisions based off. I mean, I, I remember reading an article. A woman had to decide between what mattered more. The medication for her heart or the Mm. surgery on her liver or something like that. And it's just, what the fuck? Why do we have to, why are, why is our healthcare plans based off of, (laughs) it's, it's organs. It's like, which organs more important Mm -hmm. to you right now? And it's just like, I don't know, man. I I don't get it. I just don't get it. And I, I, I hate, you know, I'm 26 and like. I can't even imagine 
20 years from now. I want to have a family one day. Right. But then you got you talk about global warming and shit and you talk about the cost of living going up and education and healthcare yeah. and if it, fucking everything. And and the fact that th- there's so many of these corporations and our own president won't pay taxes. And you expect all of us at the bottom to pay all this shit? Like, right. bro, why yeah. are we picking up your tab? Uh-huh. And it's just like, you know, I, I just don't get how... Or you know what? I do get it. Like, the fact that we're not even citizens anymore. We're fucking... We're, uh... We're, uh, what do you call it? Definitely edit out this pause. So it sounds <laughs> like I was fucking... No, yeah. <laughs> You're good. No, it... <laughs> It's a thought process. We're an industry. Yeah. People want to make money off of us. That's it. That's it. That's yeah. all government is, is how much money can we make off of all of you? Right. Because a lot of these countries around the world, yes, their taxes might be higher, but a lot of these people are happier to be part of the society that they're living in wherever they may be. That's not the United States. Well, they should fix the debt. That's that's the thing. <laughs> you know, fix the debt. You know, Switzerland is one of the... One one of the uh, uh, what is it the highest? Um, what are they the happiest? Like, highest in income. Oh, like okay. they, they are the richest country. Oh, in yeah. the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mainly because they don't have any debt, right? And the whole society there very happy. Yeah, very happy. So it always seems like if if it's true money, not like ours, because you whatever the net worth of the United States is, you got to subtract that by the debt. And then that's what the actual number is. Right, right. Over there, they actually have money. They can spend it whenever they want. And everyone's happier. That's it always thing. seems like whenever you see a lot of money, you, you tend to see happiness follow. It's, it's, it doesn't mean that money makes you happy. It's just that you have that idea, I'm okay. Like Stability you, makes you happy. Yeah, exactly. Not having to worry the worry. About the worry. The worry, yeah. yeah. It's you get rid of the worry. People, we're in one of the richest countries in the world. Why mm. are people still homeless? Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of these things make no sense to me. Jeff Bezos is worth a hundred-something billion dollars? I have a weird conspiracy on that. Really? Yeah, I, I think his wife was in on it. I think she was like... What do you mean she's in on it? She's half of... <laughs> she's got half of what he's in No, 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 I get that. I'm saying I think she was like trying to set it up for all these years. She's like, one day, rip the, I'm going to rip that rug right under his right under his feet, and he's not sure. going to know what the fuck hit him. Sure. And that's basically, I mean, that's we all know the end result. You know, she's a, billion, she's a billionaire oh, she's now. She's a prime member for life. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you're Jeff Bezos, do you get free prime? <laughs> <laughs> or do you still have to pay for that? Yeah. <laughs> Man, dude, but. <laughs> he's I got mean... like an Amazon like, <laughs> d- like TV, like big computer, just like. Does the streaming super fast or something? And you know some of their, uh, I forgot what it's like. Am, their Amazon tech department or some shit like that was helping with technology on the border too, mm-hmm. with uh, with oh, the wow. kids in cages and shit. That wasn't cool to find out. Well, what I thought was weird is that Bezos gave Australia it was something like eight hundred fifty thousand dollars for the, the the fires and all that stuff. Oh shit! To help out. But here, everyone was everyone was looking at it like eight hundred fifty thousand. Why would you do that? But in Australian money, oh, that's a lot of money. It was a million, right? So he wanted to give a million, right? But here, it didn't translate to a million. Right. So everyone was all confused. But well, it's I, metrics. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've always wanted to go there. 
I feel I feel like the hottest women are there. I've met. Oh man, you follow Jem Wolfie? Jem Wolf? No. Well, no. you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, My Instagram is littered with fucking Instagram models and Jen Selter and Summer Ray. I'm trying to work on a joke right now that all I can think about is when they take a shit. When hot Instagram models take a shit because it's like oh, okay. it brings them down to my level and they may, and, and they become human. They're not right. just like these this entity that's I, like hot. I always had a I always had a joke that I wanted to try. I don't know. It never really worked, but I mean, I I feel like I can make it work now just because like I don't know. This was maybe when I was six years in where I was like I always I was always curious about how Stevie Wonder got his name. So I just thought that one day he took a shit or I mean you know. Like every other day, yeah, or every day, he just went in to take a shit during a rehearsal or something, and someone went to the door and they were about to go in the bathroom. Like, okay, uh, who's in there? And he's like, oh, it's it's me, Steve. And they were like, Steve, the blind guy who plays the piano. So then he just walks away and he's like, How does he know when he's done wiping? <laughs> I, I, right. Yeah. I wonder when when he's done. Like, how does he know? Yeah. So that's how he got his name, Stevie Wonder. Yeah, you wonder if you, you wonder, if you yeah. wonder, you know, that's just, yeah, that's just smells the whole time. That's yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> that is true. You never, you would never. I mean, I guess you could smell it, maybe, but you could. I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe it's he has been a, a joke. It's just philosophy. Yeah, maybe know? he has uh, bidets at home at his house. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe that. Fuck helps. yeah. Yeah, he's fucking mega rich anyway. So oh yeah, he's he was a star at such a young age too. If you look at that, I think he was like fucking thirteen or something. Something yeah. crazy. And ever since, like, his discography starts in 1962. Jesus. That's when his first album was. How fucking crazy is that? I mean, it's nearly 60 years ago. Christ. Yeah. And me, just uh, a beautiful voice that came out. Let me blow your mind with this one equation. Because I don't like math, but I'll give you this one equation. Okay. So going, wrapping it around back to politics. Mm-hmm. If uh, if money is the root of all evil, then what's evil spelled backwards? <laughs> Live. Yeah, yeah. That's what the government doesn't want us to do. Oh, wow. There because you they go. They just want to make more money off the next generation. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why do politicians... I still don't understand how politicians can get away with having bonuses at the end of the year. <laughs> it's like you yeah. are already getting paid six digits and you want more? What right. the fuck? Some seven digits. And also, you know? a lot of people in Congress, if they actually did give a shit about money, or even, I don't even think they care about passing that money or that fortune along to the rest of their families, because if they did, they would be doing something about the environment. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you can have all this money, man, but money regenerates, but time doesn't. Right. So that's why I get pissed off when people are like, oh, I'm wasting time or I'm spending time. I'm like, man, bitch, it's not even yours. Like, this is all borrowed. Yeah, yeah. So it's like... And you, and, you, and you think about what your kids would inherit from you that isn't monetary value. Right. You know, like your tendencies, your depression, your anxiety. You don't think that a kid learns your what values, that is your from... Values. Yeah, from you? If you value money over everything, it's, it's just not... Like, sure, you can get by, but do you even like yourself? Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Well, that's, that's what I love about comedy, and I, I forget who I was talking to, but I was saying that... That's the cool thing about this art or any art in, in general is that you can strip away all of our clothes. You can take away all of our houses, all of our 
uh, cars. You can take away everything, but I still have my jokes. I still have everything oh, up here. Dion and Cole. It's all Dion right Cole there. told me that he was yeah. like, it doesn't matter what this industry does to you. They they will never be able to take away your pen. Right. Never. Yeah. So it's just like, and that's you know, addicting. I mean, that's just. I mean, if yeah. That doesn't get you on stage. I mean, I don't know. For me, it's just like. I think I'm at this point where it's selfish sometimes where it's like, I'm not even doing it for you guys. I'm doing it for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. doing a Kevin Hart. I saw, I was watching some of his, his series on Netflix. Oh, don't fuck this up. It, yeah. It's, it, it's low key. One of the biggest dick moves he's ever done. I think. What? Yeah. Because I don't it's like, like, I don't really like him, but I really enjoyed that. Really? That it, it was all about like, doc series. How, how he, how he works so hard and he's here and there and does it. It's like, okay, we get it, Kevin. We see your Instagram. We don't need a fucking six-episode six series on how you work hard. But I, but, I, but I love getting to see that, you know, that the, the, the process that, you know, the, looking into the process and how much it takes to build an empire. Yeah, yeah. Because, he's, you know, it's like they said, you can't just be expecting to make money off a of stand-up. Mm-hmm. You have to create a network. Right. You have to create uh, a group of people that you can work with on uh, constantly and, and can trust and build upon with. Right. And um, it's just getting into everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. It's And that's what I want to do too, man. Like I want to be able to do more than one thing. I like to act. I like to sing. I like to write. I like to – and I should take that back. I – do all those things well. Let's mm-hmm. get that out of the way. All right, there you go. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I just you know, I don't, I don't like when people always think that you're just meant to do one thing, and it's like, no, man. Yeah. Let yourself go, and you might discover shit that you didn't know you were good at in the process. And what I love too is that I I never tell my boss, I never tell anyone at work what I do in my free time. Oh, uh, ashamed or what? No, 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 not at all. It's, but 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 it's just never really come up, and and no one's really asked me. So it's I just I have a gift of gap, obviously, because I have a podcast. But right. uh, I just never really brought it up. But I think it's the best unkept, uh, best kept secret of mine that no one knows what I do. Sure. Outside of you know se- uh, seven to whenever five o'clock. Sure. That they they don't know that I have a website, that I have a podcast, that I get up and do stand up and do all these things. Um, and it's just, it, it just, it's, it's just funny to me, you know, that I can talk to them every day, but yet they have no idea. It's a who double life. Yeah. 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 You're Clark Kent. Right. Yeah. yeah. A double agent. <laughs> right. 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 I mean, you know, everybody knows I don't really keep it hidden anymore. Yeah. I think I flaunted it more when I was doing open mics. Yeah. And now I'm just like, ah, if you go to a show, I don't care. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> some, some of my friends are just like, ah, we already know you. Like, we don't, why would we pay $10 when we can just hang out? And I'm like, right. Oh, well, that totally diminishes the point of my art, yeah. asshole. Yeah, like, yeah, right, right. I'm trying to be funny in that context. In this context, I'm, we're just shooting the shit, hanging out, chilling. Like, come see what I wrote. <laughs> right, right, right. Like you know, and, and I feel like it's it's one of the art the 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 many arts that's just like thrown off to the to the wayside. And it's like, oh, you just go up there and tell jokes, and that and that's all you do. And it's like a lot more to it than just you know right. going up there and cracking jokes. Yeah, and it, it, it's just a weird balance because the other arts you have like sculpting and painting and all right. that, and I feel like those are regarded as like like they're revered. Premiered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, you know, there's nothing like this because you get you have the only way you know you get better, or the only way you know it's going to get better is uh, we feed off that immediate reaction. Mm-hmm. Sculptors and painters have to go into the lab and just when it's done, it's done, and then you put it out into the world. Right. You know, we put it out into the world, and then you get a reaction immediately. Yeah. So it's just it's raw. So it's it's never. I think it's one of the most superior forms of of art, or at least one of the realest forms left. Re- yeah. Oh yeah, realist for sure, for sure. And and when tensions are high, people want comedy more. Right. That's that's when it's in in dire need. Because sometimes they want people, they want comedians to make sense of shit, or they want comedians to, you know, make fun of shit. Uh huh. That's and, that. That's why the Midwest states are one of the easier ones, and you go to, over to L.A. Where everyone kind of has money and they don't really worry about that, and they don't really have a nine to five, they're not blue collar. So a lot of that, that could be super challenging because it's hard to find relatability. Oh yeah, and you know middle ground. Sure, yeah. But uh, I always thought that artists sort of never really told jokes, and I I, I love how certain uh, arts can dip into other arts. You know, yeah. Like if if uh, if a painting can be funny. Or if, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, the one that comes to my mind is uh, I never thought it was a big thing, but it, it's it's just a a painting with four lines on it. Okay, but one of the lines is smaller than the other four, Ooh. and the artist that did it was like that is dry comedy to the max because no one's going to notice that little tiny centimeter that I took off, but it's slightly smaller than the others. Nice. So he put like a little joke, yeah, in in his art, which I thought was kind of interesting. Okay. Yeah. Small penis. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm <laughs> he's got from he's that. got a micro That's the vibe dick. I'm yeah. getting from that. Yeah. 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 They all look the same next to each other, but when you really look, yeah, that one, yeah. small penis. <laughs> uh, let's see. Where is when you? So you like Portland? Where else do you like to to, to perform? Um. I really love North Carolina, man. Really? Raleigh and Wilmington are my shit. Wow. Raleigh at this uh, place called Sonorous Road, the Sonorous Road Theater. Okay. Beautiful spot. Uh, I love, uh, that's in Raleigh. I love Dead Crow Comedy in Wilmington. Um, Virginia. uh, No, no, no. No. Oh, North Carolina. Wilmington, North Carolina. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, My girl uh, out there in... uh, in uh in Wilmington I think runs one of the best rooms uh Amy Elfers oh, wow. shout out to Amy there you go she runs one of the best fucking clubs in North Carolina period yeah and I have what what's uh what's so what grabs you so much what what do they do different that they It's just the way the room is built it's oh, like really? it's like short ceilings well that but it's also like it's uh you know, you're on top of the street, and then you walk down these stairs, and boom, club. And then the way it's set up is there's, like, three rows in front of you, and then you're playing to the sides. Oh, okay. There's just row. It's it's just, like, a huge... It's like I'm giving a lecture or something in that room. I don't know. That yeah. room just feels just really feels real good. Comfortable. There's the brick wall behind you, and the their logo, Dead Crow, and it just it feels so good in that room. And... Every time I've performed there, I've gotten the 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 uh, the privilege of performing there, the the honor of performing there. Uh-huh. Uh, I've performed there about four times now. Yeah, and I'm trying to take uh, my hour 
my second hour. Uh, you already have uh, one out? Yeah, but it's a crowd work show, which is great. Okay. It was definitely uh, one of the most freeing performances I've ever had. How can the people check that out? Uh, well, it's on jasonavocado.com. J-A-Y-S-O-N and then avocado, A-V-O-C-A-D-O.com. And uh, it's available for purchase. It's $5 online unless you want to listen to it on Spotify. But I recommend, you know, obviously spending the $5 because you get to see me. Right. Check that out. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, it's, it's a, I mean, that's what I'm doing right now. That's the tour that I'm doing. I'm just taking, it's a crowd workshop. So yeah. it's a completely improvised, it's an improvised musical stand-up comedy experience. So it's like, a, it's like jazz. That's mm-hmm. all it is. It's timing, rhythm, improvisation. And uh, I'm doing crowd work my way with people that I, so I, I, I bring, you know, a feature, a guest, and then I bring a pianist. And then uh, at any point in time, after I'm done talking to someone in the audience, I sing a song about what we just talked about. Mm-hmm. And there you go. Nice. There's no rehearsal process. It's all improvised. It's all wow. raw. It's all on the spot. And uh, we did two nights at the Independent Comedy Club, and that was really fun. But then tonight I'm just going to do my written material and go back home. Got you. Nice, yeah. nice. Uh, someone just came out with a, a crowd work. It, it, Andrew Schultz did a couple months back, but um, I'm trying to think. He's a Jewish guy. He's he's married to another comic. Uh, real skinny. Ah, oh, fuck. What's his name now? Uh, he he's married to Natasha Legero. Oh, Moshi. Moshe Kasher. Oh, yeah, yeah, he just came out with one too. Really? Yeah. Because uh-huh. the one who inspired me, I mean, other than Pryor, when, yeah. when he did his show in New Orleans, he started out with some crowd work. But I mean, the one who really solidified it for me, like I was like, oh man, I would love to do a whole hour yeah. of just crowd work, was uh, Todd Berry. Really? The crowd work tour that he did. Huh. Is, okay. uh, that album, it's on Spotify, but that that film, that that like the whole thing. I should t- I should check it out. Really yeah. good. I love it because he's so laid back and he's just, you know, he's just doing crowd work. Yeah. Uh, another person that did a whole crowd work show was Big Jay Okerson. Oh, did he really? Yeah. I, I know he does a lot of, I, I've seen him live. Right. Um, great guy. I, I can't say enough about him. I think he's one of the top comics yeah. out there right now. Yeah. Just fucking killing it and everything. Um, the bonfire is his show with Dan Soder. I love that. Right. But, um, his crowd work when I saw him live was just, I mean, he would just riff yeah. on people and oh, just, I love it. it's, yeah, it just, there's nothing, there's like an it. art to it because I'm an improviser first. Like I started out in improv and a month later I started doing stand up. Okay. So a lot of my material is rooted in improv. I go up and I write on stage. I riff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really write. I can't. I can't force myself to do that. Yeah. I can't force out funny like that. Right. I can't just sit down and write. I just write an idea down on my phone, and then I go up at a mic or a show, and then I just, just do it. Yeah. It just comes out naturally too. It feels right because it's like it's raw, and then I'd rather it come out and be shit, uh-huh. and then just sculpt it and mold it as I go along. Right. You know. Just stop. I, I don't. I'm trying not to analyze on stage, and analyze after. Right. I got you. Because I feel like just let, you know, it's a draft. Let it out. Mm-hmm. Let it be rough. Exactly. Let it be rough because you know, you know, you you could find diamonds and coal or mm-hmm. whatever the fuck it is. If it's if it's a mic, if it's an open mic, if it, if it's a paid show that people are like oh, there to see you, even or, if no. it's a show, man. Really? Oh, I okay. I do material that I know that works at the top and in the middle. 
once I've earned their trust, right? I try, I sneak in a new bid or two, and then I move on. So you do a good sandwich. You put good oh, shit, yeah. good. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> hell yeah. If, if the shit can't get them, then you're going to follow it up with some good. Oh yeah, I'll win them back either way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no, there's no, you know, there's no doubt there for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I usually just think about stuff in my head, and I try to think. Because when I first started, I got the notebook, you know, how everyone does that, and they start writing and all that. I mean, it, it got the ball rolling, and, and it was good good exercise, and I probably should still do it. But um, now it's just I have the ideas in my head, and I just kind of go through, you know, different taglines. Well, categorize everything it. too, you know? Right. Like this is relationship stuff. This is uh, life stuff. This is when I was growing up, childhood. This uh-huh. was this, this, this. So yeah. that way you can have everything organized. Because – I know that when we all start, we know we feel like we have so much to say, and we do. Uh-huh. But it's just how you're going to say it and what you're going to say. Yeah, because there's just so many fucking thoughts going on up uh, up there. So it's like sometimes you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this when I go on stage, and then when you go on stage, it just goes in a completely different direction, and then motherfuckers forget to record their shit. And they're like, <laughs> I'm going to hope to do it again the same way I did it today. I'm like, no, bro. Yeah, it's discipline. You got to record everything, everything, no matter how painful it is, because. Yeah. You know, it is hard to listen to yourself after a set, especially if it was a bad set. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's how you get better. A lot of the shit that I that I do that I know that works was rooted in like failure or just rooted in right. like eating a bowl not, of shit. Yeah, not a good time. You yeah. find a lot of good shit when uh, you're eating shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. A weird thing happened to me. So when I started. Uh, I was doing dick jokes and you know, I'm a sure, white guy. Sure. I, I'm, I'm a white straight male. So what am I going to gravitate to? You are to? though. You look so like Puerto Rican. Or yeah. It, I get that a lot. Or I get black or I get Mexican. I could be anything. Honestly, I could be a, a, a Middle Eastern too. What kind of white are you? Italian, German, and Polish. Holy Pretty much the white, the whitest they come. Hey, you got three sausages in there. Yeah. <laughs> God, the trifecta. Yeah. Sausage yeah. party. Uh, so when I started, I wanted to see how far I could go with dick jokes. Like, I just want to be like, sure. I want to be the dick joke fucking guy. Inch like, by inch, baby. Yeah. I did mushrooms. And at, <laughs> after that, sure. everything changed. And I was like, <laughs> I don't have any dick jokes. Like, this doesn't even make sense to me. Sure. And now I just focus on silly. Okay. Like, I have a whole bit on cutting my toenails. <laughs> like it's just the the silliest you could come up with. You well, who know? are you? Who are your guys? Or who are your peeps? Who who inspires you? Who inspires me? Uh, if I look at the business, I look at Andrew Schultz. If I look at the podcast, I look at Rogan. Okay. Um, but ultimately, for for a life, I really honestly look at Burt Kreischer okay. as like one of the one of the big yeah yeah. He was one of the ones that I was like I got to try this. Hell yeah. Because sometimes I'll have to turn off his podcast because he's so much like me from me. Like, he'll say stuff, and I'm like, sure. I did that exact same thing last week. Right. <laughs> like, it, it's it kind of creeps me out sometimes. But, uh, yeah, it just kind of gets my, my mind rolling. And I'm a truck driver, so I got a lot oh. of time to kind of, like, think about stuff and just, you know, Damn. put on instrumental music and just, like, huh. That's a good thought. That's a good thought. Right, right. Another thing that's helped me too is um, Bill Burr's show. Oh yeah, on YouTube, uh, he would do a tour of the city and just be like, "Look at look at that building. Oh, that's kind of fucked up. Why did they make it like that?" Or you know, and that's now what I do in my truck is I look at stuff around me and I yeah. go, 
Oh, it kind of looks weird. That, or even that's walking weird. around a city you're performing in that you've never been to, just walk around. Yeah, live your life. I agree. Don't I agree. just sit in a hotel room and wait till the set. Like, yeah, go get sun. Like, I'm from Chicago. We hardly get sun. Uh-huh. I mean, I my doctor gave me a vitamin D prescription because that's how bad it is. Whoa, jeez. And uh, yeah, man, it's uh, explore, live your life, read. And you if know. you if you can, if you can travel, try to get paid for it. Oh, of course. That's the trick. Is, oh, is yeah. get a travel job, yeah. and then they'll pay for your your right your, your stay, the whole thing. I when I first started truck driving, that's what I did. Did cross country, so I was in a different city every weekend. God damn. And I got paid. You know, they paid for the hotel. And it's still and, the same right now. No, now I'm local. Oh. So now I can do open mics at night. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what's the shift? Uh, I usually start at seven. Um, I have to get up at six, and then I'll go anywhere from five, from three to five. But they they, they usually just call, call me off like, "Hey, you're good." Okay, and that's it. Okay. There's no like set end. But um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, I'm glad I have to wake up at six because I can sleep in a little bit. Like I I look at that as sleeping in. I know it sounds crazy, sure. But um, before it was like five. I had to wake up, and that fucking sucked. God damn. Yeah. But um, what do you what do you do on the, on the side? Like, what do you what's your support? <laughs> I uh, so I have a bunch of side hustles that I've combined into a full time, basically. Okay. So number one is I'm a I'm the youth activities director at the Improv Playhouse Theater in Libertyville, Illinois. It's a good time. I am the director of the youth ensemble. And then I oversee curriculum for that. I teach uh, improv and stand-up to adults. So that's fun. Wow. Um, and then, let's see. Teaching stand-up. That's like taking candy from a baby. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's, I just teach writing exercises, yeah. man. That's all okay. I do. If anything, I'm like, I really do stress the fact that I'm not teaching anybody just to do or what teaching anybody what the rule of three is. I think I'm reteaching people how to try. So like, I want you to take my class and I don't want you to give up anymore. Right. Giving up should be way harder than trying. That's my, that's what I I agree. Yeah. That makes sense. So I'm like, man, I don't care how old you are. You're going to get up there and you're going to make five year old you proud. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I put, I, you know, motherfuckers like, you should be a motivational speaker. And I'm like, eh, Leave that to Gary Vee. Leave that to Tony Robbins. <laughs> they, his big ass head can do it, you know? But I do love teaching, man. Teaching I, it really does keep my process fresh. Yeah. And it keeps me happy because uh-huh. I love seeing other people try and succeed. Right, and, right. And, 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 uh, and over-exceed their own expectations of themselves. And, and, that, I lo- and I love believing in others for them. And that's the furthest form of learning right. is teaching. Right. Because if you don't, if, yeah, if you can teach it, then you're just, you're a master at it. You just right. know it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's one job. So I do, okay. I also All do right. corporate gigs with them. So I've done, you know, fucking, I've done workshops for f- like improv workshops for fortune 500 companies. And I've also like done stand up for fucking small ass fucking paper printing companies or whatever the fuck in the really? suburbs of Illinois and even Wisconsin. Um, and then I'm a catering route delivery driver. I deliver catering orders mm-hmm. to big companies in downtown Chicago. Oh, wow. And then 
sometimes I lift drive, but not really. Uh, working on getting the substitute teaching license because I teach right now through a not-for-profit called Playmakers Laboratory where they basically go into uh, Chicago public schools and they teach uh, children, uh, it's like grades 5th through 8th, and they uh, we teach them different forms of uh, different forms of writing. Okay. And then we take their uh, stories that they create in class, and then we uh, put them together, and then we create a show, and we we perform uh, a little play based on. Uh, it's basically a sketch show based on everything that they wrote. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's a that's a way for me to get into the classrooms, and I love teaching kids. I love kids. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I'm ever going to grow up, so I think I'm just a big fucking kid so yeah. that's why i love uh you know because i love listening to kids uh-huh. that's why I'm an, they're so brutally honest that's why i'm a fucking improviser i love you're i'm a better listener and i feel like kids just want to be listened to yeah that's it so when you let I, a kid just go yeah awesome and they also listen very well as too. Oh yeah! If you say something bad or like they'll bring up something, you're like, oh yeah, I forgot I even said that. What? Yeah. How do you know that? Like, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. thought you were listening. Exactly. No, they're listening to fucking everything. And you know what's funny? <laughs> Recently, a student called into the office of uh, the Playmakers Laboratory and was just like, "Hey, is Mr. Avocado coming back?" Just wondering. And they recently reached out to me, and they're like, well, you're going to have to do this, because one kid was like, are you going to be there? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I'm really excited to go back. It's a Dixon Elementary School in the south side of Chicago. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Real good school. South side of Chicago. Ooh. Yeah, real good kids. Damn. Oh, Rough fine. area? That's no? fine. I don't know. I, me as, as an outsider, it's just like, you know, hearing the reports on the news, it's just, that's all, that's all I can think about. It's just bullets flying everywhere and just like the worst shit. I mean, it's chill. I know, you know, I haven't been shot. Okay. Yeah. I mean, hey. <laughs> and I'm a go. big target, too. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, I mean, it's chill, man. I mean, you know, it is what it is. I don't really see it. Uh, I mean, it's definitely a problem. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it doesn't bring down my view of the city at all. Because there's so much going on in the city that doesn't get reported. A lot of good. Um, So, you know, it is what it is. Got you, got you. Um, did you have anything else to 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 add? Did you want to? We we are closing in on an hour and six minutes. So hell yeah. Um, I only do an hour, so that's okay. Um, yeah, you've hit the bonus, sir. You, you want to hit me with a final question or statement um, or? Let's see. What, what, uh, I ended the other one like this, and maybe this. What was your first big concert as a kid? Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> The Backstreet Boys and Mandy Moore opened. No shit. Was it really? I only went because my sister was a huge fan and still is. Um, and we're eight years apart. So, like, you know, if my dad was at work, my mom wasn't going to get a babysitter. She was just like, "Let the three of us are going to go. Yeah. And, yeah, you know what, man? I think I fucking enjoyed it more than my sister because it looked like I was at the dance rehearsal because I knew all the moves in that bitch. Yeah. Fucking had a great fucking time. And wow. if I could go again, I would. I totally would, but I had a great time watching the Backstreet Boys and Mandy Moore. Uh, great documentary, since you brought that up, is uh, their manager. Oh, yeah. Ron, I think his name is Ron Perlman. Not Ron. Ron, uh, Ron. Something Perlman. Perlman, yeah. Perlman, yeah. But, yeah. It, uh, oh, yeah, the Lou Ponzi per- scheme. Lou, Lou Perlman. Lou Perlman. Yeah. He had, like, a whole... Ponzi scheme. Yeah, system going And in. he ran both NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is fucking nuts. Had his own, own airline. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it was it was fake, but yeah, he had his own airline. Uh, shit. Yeah, he had a whole scheme. So guys, if you you should get you check that out because it's really interesting. Man, um, I just for the record, I've never said this on a podcast, and I'm about to say it right now. Dropping it. If I were born in the early '80s, I would totally would have been in a boy band. Yeah, totally would have been. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Are you shitting me? Right. Oof. That's it. What like uh, <laughs> like Mark like Marky Mark? No. The Funky Bunch? No. Huh? No. No. We would have. I would have been on a reunion tour right now. Our third one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, man. I mean, I got the hair. I got the looks. All right. I just need to get rid of the gut. That's it. That's it. That's all it is. That's all it is. Do a fat transfer. Right. Move that shit to my ass. (laughs) Just shave it off, you know? (laughs) That'd be nice. (laughs) Freeze it and sculpt it. (laughs) Um, But that's been the show. Uh, If you're listening this long, I'm happy for you. And... (laughs) <laughs> and and, and you, if you if you stop listening because you either passed out or something, call somebody right. You get you know. I hope you get the proper medical attention for sure. Yeah, definitely. We we gotta look out for our fans. You know. Hell yeah. Uh, but that was Jason. I'm Joe. Check out the Simple Joe Show, and that's it. Thanks Live for long me. and prosper. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you for coming. You. Sense.